Welcome back, everybody, to CB Sports Podcast, episode number 11 on April 2nd, April 2019. 2nd, 2019. Yeah. What's up, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? Good, dude. Uh, dude, I, I'm stoked, man. This is like such, <laughs> like, this is the best time of year for me, dude. I'm like, yeah? I was just thinking about this, like, uh, no football. No, no football, football is not, ah, whatever, it's not whatever, your man. You're like, screw it, dude. No, Baseball no, because, season is here. Dude, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I, I, you know, basically now, anytime I have free time, I thought about this, like, I think it was like Thursday night, I watched the NCAA tournament games, I watched baseball, and then I watched Sharks hockey, and I was just in front of the TV for like uh. six hours just watching sports, dude, so... I'm I'm stoked, dude. It's nice. like the best nice. time. But uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm pretty I'm pretty damn excited too. I don't know if I can say this is my favorite time. I mean, it is because NHL playoffs are coming up, and like I love the start of baseball season. But it's hard for me to say that it's my favorite time in college football is not happening. But fair enough. It's a good time of the year, man. It's the most wonderful time. It's a beautiful voice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Now I'm blushing. Um, all right, dude. We're going to touch on some uh, few few different uh, topics here, and I think we're going to kick it off. You like that? Uh-oh. Football? We're talking NFL pass interference now being reviewable. What is your uh, initial reaction to this information? Um, dude, well, I was pretty excited to see them actually like address it one way or another. We saw, obviously, the fiasco with the non-call in the Rams and Saints NFC Championship game. I don't know if they really said if that was, like, you know, the direct reason why this made the change, because I don't think they wanted to throw the refs under the bus any more than they have been, but uh, pretty obvious that a change needed to be made after that missed call. So uh, I think it, I think it's a good, like, I don't know, middle ground, I guess. Obviously, it doesn't help the Saints... Uh, go back in time at all, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean they don't it, have a time uh, machine. Yeah. They don't have a DeLorean, <laughs> so you know it can only it can only make up for so much. But I mean, moving forward, I think it's a good call. Um, I I thought it was interesting, and one of the things that I was kind of I don't know questioning, I guess, when they had talked about this rule change a couple months ago, was uh, you can challenge both a non call and a flag. Which is huge, I think, because I think a lot of a lot of people were saying like, "Well, can you only challenge it if it's a flag?" Or like, you know. So I think it covers both, you know, flag and non-call, which yeah. is good. Um, so we'll see how that kind of changes things, because I feel like now, you know, having an extra thing to challenge could make it so teams are like, you know, what we need to make sure that we have an extra challenge just in case something like that happens, uh, because it's going to be. Uh, basically like any, any other challenge you can't do it inside of two minutes which yeah. ironically like halves. that that yeah. was that was inside of two minutes when that call was missed in the NFC championship game but it's reviewable from the booth so I'm sure if they had had it at the time they would have gone back and looked at it and changed it but uh but yeah I mean I, I I like it I don't think there's really too much you can say that's like a reason to not at least try it out for a year and see how it goes but yeah I think you bring up an interesting point though of like talking about teams wanting to now hold on to their challenge more like maybe they're more precious because of the fact that this is reviewable now past interference that is and but it couldn't it go the other way where like you have i mean we've been talking recent weeks now about you know egos in in sports and free agents and you know like antonio brown and odell beckham and all these guys like 
these wide receivers that are now potentially going to be run into their coach when they feel like they've been, you know, interfered with and being like, throw the challenge flag, throw the challenge flag. Like, I don't know how, how like, is it really going to make it so people are clutching onto him a little more to save him for those key moments later in the game? Or are we going to see more of it, you think, than we already do? I mean, if it was me, I'd be hanging on to it yeah. because I think, I don't know, I, I always feel like coaches are either like they're too hesitant to throw the flag or they'll like challenge a spot like that's going to make a difference of like a yard or two in like the first quarter. And anytime yeah. they do that, I'm like, what are you doing? So hopefully it cuts down <laughs> yeah. on that, you know. Well, it's kind of uh, like when you see teams burn timeouts early yeah. in the second half, it just pisses you off. You yeah. know you hold on to those timeouts to the end. First yeah. half, who cares? Whatever. No, burn them. Burn them. But yeah, second they half, don't carry yeah. over, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as, but you do bring up a good point as far as, you know, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, you know, the receivers who think that basically if the defensive back looks at him the wrong way, that that's a flag. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening. But I, I think if anything, also, players and, and coaches alike, I think are going to have to, this offseason, like, sit down and be like, all right, like, let's figure out, like, what is actually a pass interference? Because, you know, even defensive backs, you know how, like, everyone's always like, oh, you know, I think it was Richard Sherman who said, he's like, I don't even know how to defend these guys because I don't know what's legal <laughs> yeah. and what's not legal. So now if you're challenging plays, that that is the one thing I think that could be, I guess pe- people are going to kind of get upset about is like, if you can challenge it, and it's like, oh, clearly this is going to get overturned. But then it doesn't get overturned. And everyone's like, well, what the hell? That was like, obviously they should have overturned it. But then it's like, it goes into, you know, what is the rule as far as how much can you grab a guy? Yeah, or, you know, so that's going to be a key process, dude, for sure. Is like, it, it's going to need to really be defined what pass interference is. And maybe this will be a good thing. Maybe it'll be a bad thing. Because obviously there's going to be controversy now, even more so with calls when there's a review. I mean, there's still calls being made in, in, in all sports that have reviews that are still they're getting they're wrong you know it's like it's amazing how you see calls still remain wrong after reviews like it's just like i I don't know but as far as uh the pass interference thing man it's like obviously like eric weddle didn't like the call or didn't like hearing that this is now reviewable it's just it's gonna make it so much more I feel like it, I my opinion is I think it's going to be messier. It's going to make things a lot messier and ickier and just like more controversial. Even knowing now you're trying to get the call right, but yeah, it's a, it's a judgment call as of right now. It seems like, but but yeah, if they can define it clear cut, what pass interference is, which I don't think they can necessarily, no. based on all the different types of plays that happen and how players, how defensive backs and wide receivers make contact with one another, like it's just going to be. I think it's going to be a cluster. F, you know what I mean? And uh, that's kind of, I don't know, man. I think it's, um, I think it also makes it really sticky. I'm glad they can't throw challenge flags in the last two minutes, but it also just makes it so sticky of like Hail Marys at the final second. Like, dude, everything's going to need to be, every Hail Mary is going to be reviewed now. It's ridiculous. It's going to, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a total mess. Really. Yeah, I, I think I was going to just bring up the Hail Mary thing. And I think that's why, I mean, challenges in general, you obviously you can't ch- challenge inside of two minutes for anything. But I think that was really one of the sticking points that uh, a lot of the owners and really I think really pretty much everyone involved. Uh, one of the things I saw was like, you know, 
they want to keep the spirit of the game or integrity of the game or whatever intact. And I think that's the exact reason. Because otherwise, basically any, anything inside of two minutes, let's just send all our receivers 50 yards deep and toss it up and just keep hoping that we can challenge a, yeah. a pass interference. So yeah. I'm glad that, you know, if the refs basically, if they're like, no, we're not going to review that, then nothing happens. Yeah. But I mean, I could definitely see there being an instance where they they miss it, you know, like on the initial play, but they go back and review it, and all of a sudden, now they say, okay, yeah, it is pass interference on a Hail Mary, and now you're at the one-yard line with yeah. a free play. So Completely I can definitely see things like turning turning around that way. I think if, if anything, the next step with this, and I don't, I don't know if this is maybe just like a one-year thing to see how it goes, and if everyone ends up hating it, they ditch it. I'm not sure, like, really what the long-term plan is, but if this stays... I. I the next thing I want to see as far as pass interference is don't make it a spot foul, make it a 15 yard penalty yeah. like they do in college. I want to see that. I want to see that change. I hate. I hate that rule in the NFL. That's definitely. A, I mean, there's a lot of things that I. I think the NFL should switch how it it, it is played, with the exception of the two minute warning stop, clock stoppage. Like I think they should change overtime format to college football overtime format. I think they should, it's way more exciting. And yeah, that's, that foul, like a spot foul makes it so harmful to the defense yeah. with that happen, like so harmful, like where this Hail Mary thing comes in to be a factor. If it's just a 15 yard penalty, don't get me wrong, that's still like bad for a defense to give a 15 yards on a pass interference penalty, but I don't think it should be a spot foul. I don't know. That it's just it's too damaging. It makes it makes it too powerful, especially now that pass interference is reviewable. I think, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, how? Uh, that's the other question. If there's pass interference on the offense, what is the penalty on that? Well, I think it'd be. I think it's the same as it would be now. It's like I think it's what ten yard. I think it's a ten yard penalty. Ten yard penalty. But you replay the down. I don't I see as far as like why not? I mean, the if enforcement, it's a I think foul, stays the same. Why not but, make it the amount of yardage and then that back? the amount of yardage back that it happens down the field. I don't know. Yeah. That seems more fair. That's ridiculous, right? I'm just coming up with some random off the top of my head hypothetical counter. But like, I just think it's too, I, I, I agree with what you said. I want them to change it to 50. Yeah. Sorry, that's my long answer. Of like, <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's definitely things that they're going to have to iron out as far as the whole pass interference thing. But I think bottom line is is a good step in the right direction. Hopefully. Hopefully. If I it's implemented we'll see. Well. I think it's going to be messy, but we'll see. I yeah. mean, the whole point is like they have technology to get it right, right? So let's see if it can be executed correctly. Yeah. I think it's going to be a mess, but hopefully I'm I, it, It's funny. I saw, though, just like the w- one quick point on that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the vote, so 31 out of 32 yeah. owners voted for to approve it. And for who knows what reason, the Bengals said no. Yeah. I don't know why. I saw why that. Did the, why were the Bengals like, eh, make a good point, I but read, no. I read it was because they just think like it's taking away from the spirit of the game. They want to keep it like, they want to keep it just like calls on, like kind of how it is in, tra- in the traditional sense of like, you're at the game, refs are there. We don't want to have to be sending all these calls off to some remote replay room you know to have it be called 
And I don't know. I think that's what I read. I remember yeah. seeing something like that. Like I thought that was funny too. It's like well, for whatever reason, one owner is just well, like. Well, doesn't no. Andy Dalton kind of have a noodle arm anyway? So they're probably like, oh, well, they're not. It's not really going to help Dude, us. So. Throwing heat at, at the. A- I don't even know if that's true. Maybe he has a good arm. I actually don't even know. But that's hilarious. Well, another thing that I read about when looking into the, you know, reviewable pass interference stuff, I came across this. This weird alternative to onside kicks that apparently was proposed by Denver. Um, That was rejected, obviously. Otherwise, we'd be talking about that as well as some big news. But apparently, to allow a team to only once and only in the fourth quarter try to convert a fourth and 15 from its 35 yard line instead of doing an onside kick. Um, And apparently, seven out of eight members of the competition committee in the NFL were in favor of that, but it was rejected overall um but i guess i mean what do you think of that like you said the aaf is doing that right now yeah i think the aaf does that for basically the same thing i i don't know aaf rules i'm not sure if that's also like only the fourth quarter or yeah. you can only do it twice a game or I, i'm not sure but how that works type of but it's but it's setup. the fourth and 15 instead of onside kick yeah uh as far as that if they working want in the NFL, can they do an onside kick well. I don't uh, see. That's what I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't watched any AAF games. Well, maybe that's maybe that'd be that's why they're suspending operations. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, in, we'll get into that yeah, exactly. in, in our next point. But um, but yeah, I don't. Well, I think the Broncos' proposal was that's going to replace. Uh, no, it was just kick. for one time and in the fourth right. quarter. I think no, but, not to replace it, but in in lieu of only once and in the fourth quarter. Oh, really? Okay. Um, because that's when teams I mean, are going to do onside kicks. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. At the end when they're trying to do a comeback and try and convert it and then they have the ball, right? And then they keep their possession. But I guess the Carolina Carolina coach Ron Rivera said that they want to avoid a scenario where if a, a team decides to do that, if um if they take the lead late and they do that and what's to prevent them from kicking off, you know, and, and giving teams a chance to have the ball with like 2 seconds left to do a Hail Mary. And yeah. get a pass interference goal, uh, or or you know what's to keep those guys from snapping the ball, having the quarterback run around and kill the clock, and then just throw it out of bounds. Yeah. But I think an easy solution to that would be like you can only do this if you're trailing. That well, would be the easy solution. I would think that, or the other thing is like just have it be untimed. Like why would we wouldn't you wouldn't need to run time or off the have, clock or but, have it be untimed? And I mean that's, we're that's, probably we're probably getting off track a little bit. We with are, this, but, but that's great. But, that's actually a great idea. And I was like, gonna say we're like geniuses. You, there it is. Be, let's let's hit let's, up Roger Goodell right yeah, now. Be like, uh, but, but no, but I think uh, the other thing was like, you know, if that were to be implemented or whatever, you don't need to make it so that it's like, oh, you can score a touchdown on it. Just be like, once you get to, it's kind of like a two-point conversion. Like, you know, once the guy's like tackled or whatever, once he doesn't get in the end zone, like the play's over or whatever, it's the yeah. same thing. Like, once you get the 15 yards, like just end it. Like, you know you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's a non-scorable play. Interesting. Instead of it being, like you said, like a Hail Mary or something like that. Interesting. So I don't well, know. Why so, not make it a scoreable play, though? I don't know. To, I guess 65-yard to avoid, to avoid, Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that they will probably talk about and try to yeah. figure out. But. I think it's interesting. I honestly had never heard of that. I didn't even know the AAF did that. But um, I thought it was kind of an interesting concept. Um, but I like that idea of like making it untimed down. you know, Or making it only with teams that, you know that are trailing but I, even yeah. if you did time it like i feel like the trailing thing though then it gives because technically almost, an onside kick does run time off the clock it does until the players t- marked down yeah you know so i don't know that's that's interesting yeah we'll see 
But uh, you you brought up AAF. AAF, do you wanna... dude. So apparently they're suspending operations as of today. Uh, for how long? I don't even know how indefinitely. I don't, we I don't guess, even know if we what? know. Yeah, I don't even know if we know. But they're after eight games. There's their inaugural yeah. season. Eight games in, and uh, they're like, nah, it's not really working out. Which who who would have thought? I I really thought that they had a chance to challenge the NFL. <laughs> yeah, especially since Johnny Football, good old Johnny Manziel. Uh, you know, recently <laughs> made his way. Dude, I didn't even realize the AAF is headquartered in San Francisco. Did you know that? I No, I did not know that. Uh, according but. to Google, right here. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's kind of sad, but I guess the XFL should take note because, you know, this dead spin headline right here is kind of funny. It reports the AAF is circling the drain. That's sad. But, the, you know, the XFL is the other big name out there as far as, like, another football league in the future that's trying to make its way back or make a comeback if you will i guess the aaf is this is its inaugural season but like we'll i mean we'll see what you know actually happens and unfolds with this if they're actually gonna if it's gonna fold um and what that effect that might have on the xfl going forward because i don't know i mean it's a bold move to try and make a professional football league work in the United States. I mean, yeah. the closest thing we've had, I think, if I'm not wrong, recently, is the uh, AFL, which is still a thing, isn't it? Is the AFL still even going on? Yeah. I know yeah, that yeah. San Jose, uh, what are they called? Sabercats aren't around yeah. anymore. They, um, yeah, arena football, I don't I don't know if it's still around, but yeah, you're right. That's, that's really the only league I feel like that had a sustained, like, run of more than, like, a year or two. Yeah. So, that's pretty much it. I thought it was funny. Uh, Steve Spurrier, who's the coach of the Orlando Apollos, uh, he said, yeah, his they, quote yeah. was, we're disappointed, but we should be considered the AAF champs because they're seven and one. So, <laughs> oh my so God, like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, you know, AAF champs. I'm, I'm waiting till those t-shirts <laughs> become available online so that I can buy an AAF championship Orlando Apollos there shirt. Go. There you go. Dude, and uh, well, the interesting thing about the XFL is if I'm not mistaken, the uh, uh, Bob Stoops came on as a head coach already for one of the teams. Is that did I read that correctly? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. About? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't for, see uh, that, but he, uh, which is interesting because that's a credible name right there, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops, excuse me. Uh, yeah, he is. He's currently serving as the head coach and general manager of the planned Dallas-based XFL team. So that's. When I saw that, I was like, "Wow, okay, that's kind of adding some legitimacy here to, to this, to this league a little bit." But you know, we'll see. You just reminded me of that because you brought up Spurrier with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's the thing is like I I feel like they can because even I think like Mike Singletary is one of the coaches in yeah. the AAF and yeah, so it's you know they're getting backed by like former players, former coaches, coaches but yeah. I just. I, I just I don't I don't see how it can really sustain it. Sustain it. I know the XFL is going to try, and may, both, maybe because the XFL had already had a season, like maybe that'll click in some people people's minds. Be like, oh yeah, that was kind of fun. Like the last time they had it, but yeah. I unless I mean they one of these leagues can figure out like oh we'll be like you know a minor league affiliate of the NFL or something like that, like a feeder league to the NFL. Until they get like you know NFL support like financially, I don't think it's really ever going to work for any of these. Any of these well, leagues, the, but. dude. NFL Network has been televising AAF football games. Like that's the thing, and it's like it almost is like they did kind of have a support here thing. They had a multi-year programming deal, 
Um, you know, that NFL Network clearly by making a, you know, yeah, the deal was to televise 19 AAF games in 2019, um, two games a week in prime time on Saturday and Sunday night. Like, dude, that I mean, that's doesn't get much better than that as far as trying to get, break out there and get in front of a bunch of eyeballs. But like. I was not working, dude. Yeah, I mean, because I think the first week or two, they actually had pretty good ratings, but then I think everyone was just kind of like, you know what, like this quality kind of sucks. But, you know, like, because Bill, Bill Polian is one of the co-owners. He said that he's, he said he's extremely disappointed, but he actually said that they're still well positioned for future success, which I can't see how that's possible. We'll but, see. Yeah. We'll see, man. But uh, yeah, poor AF. So we'll see if they, uh, you know, if they continue operations or if they permanently suspend operations. So, all right, moving out of the football realm here, let's get to some baseball, dude. Baseball season is here. It's official. It's begun. Every team has played, not just the A's and Mariners in Japan. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I, yeah, man, how do you want to – You know, I'll let you kick this one off or throw the first pitch, if you will. Uh <laughs> Nice. I know. That's bad. Um, All right. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think we got to focus. There's a couple couple home run uh, records or co-records, I guess, within the first weekend. Oh, uh, that we wanted to poke at. That, really? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and I know you were going to like this one. Who? because I don't know well, who you're one talking was a team, about. One was a team record. Not my favorite team. I'll give you a hint there. Really? Uh, the other one was a player. And naturally, I got to start with the player. Okay, obviously, start with the player. Because... Uh, yeah, just I gotta do it. And yeah, it's not nothing based on any biases or anything. Oh, so. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, Christian Yelich, he he hit a home run, uh, a, a one home run in each of his first four games of the season, uh, a streak that did end last night. He didn't get his fifth, but he ties major league record. Uh, the last five guys to do it, I think there's been six total. No one has ever done five, but he's. Tied now Trevor Story in 2016 with the Rockies, Chris Davis in 2013 with the Orioles, Nelson Cruz in 2011 with the Rangers, and then the other names, uh, Mark McGuire with the Cardinals in 98, and Willie Mays with the Giants in 1971. So six-way tie for... Most home runs to start a season, or I guess home runs in four straight games to start a season. I was honestly hoping it would be kind of cool to see him do it in Cincinnati last night. I was watching Quick Pitch, and I was like, all right. Which, by the way, that's one of my favorite things about baseball season is the return of Quick Pitch. Oh, yeah. Arguably, like, definitely my favorite program during baseball season. I love it. Yeah. I will just watch it on loop. I love it. It's because they just play it all night on MLB Network. It's great. I watched maybe three episodes last night <laughs> while I was doing research for the podcast. Yeah. It was great. I feel like baseball just in general is like pretty well suited for like a, a highlight show like that. Because oh, yeah. it's like, you know, every night you got something different. It's not oh, yeah. like, it's awesome. I mean, I mean, I think you could do the same thing with like hockey and basketball, but like NFL, you know, it's like not to go back to the NFL stuff, but it's yeah. like, all right, you got like a week's worth of the same highlights baseball it's basically like, just wait you know a day and you got they are all, kind all of the spreading stuff, themselves so. out more and more as they go you know thursday games and yeah. sometimes friday games about like monday and sunday obviously but yeah no i hear you it's like it just works obviously because there's so many games every single freaking night such a long season but um do you want to kind of oh and then what was sorry what was i don't want to get you know get in the way here what was the other oh yeah yeah the other, the other one well Please. well one more point on yelich i just oh, want yeah, to go ahead yeah just we'll keep dragging yeah, that one yeah, out yeah sure uh, no but dude <laughs> yeah. the dude is just on fire because he Won the NLVP last year, had a huge second half. Month of September was just unconscious at the plate. So he continued that. I, I picked Ronald Acuna as my NL MVP. I almost want to change it 
Whoa, I'm not going to. Not okay, going to. Yeah, not going whoa. to. But dude, Yelich, dude, man, this guy is so fun to watch. Though I, I, I'm glad that he's like continuing his uh, dominance at the plate. Which now I'll tie in the other aspect of it. Uh, oh, okay. the, your Los Angeles Dodgers. I'll oh. say your Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, it's tied, time or no, broke. for Dodger baseball. There it is. Sorry, he broke ahead. the major league record for home runs on opening, on opening day. day. Uh, they hit eight Ultra. against against the Diamondbacks, and I think Greenkey pitched that game. I'm he pretty did. sure he pitched that game. He gave he up got, four home runs. He got and spanked. Then they brought in the bullpen. Gave up four more. The Diamondbacks, uh, other than getting that one win, I think it was like five to four. Yeah, that and, was a th- like 13 inning game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which was a crazy game. Yeah. Um, other than that, they got they got pretty a good spanking from the Dodgers they surrendered a total of 42 runs yeah over 40, four games. 42 runs and what 14 home or 15 home runs I something think in the like four that. games something insane. I'm looking right now including last night's game because the Dodgers hit another one last night two, they last hit night. two okay so so yeah. they have 16 so they hit 14 against Arizona <laughs> 44 runs scored in five games only the Mariners have scored more but they've also played seven uh, but in five games, the Dodgers, 44 runs and 16 home runs. But, but it wasn't enough last night. It was the Giants. Okay. It yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the, and the Giants have scored, by the way, nine runs in five games. Okay. For those of you keeping track, you know. And we have two home runs. Again, but, how was that series against the Padres? It wasn't great, but we're only a game. We're only a game. We're only a game behind the Dodgers. That's true, dude. It's too early to even talk smack. It really is, but it's just it's fun. You know, I like uh, early. You know, I I liked it when when the Dodgers and Giants opened against one another. I thought that was always more fun to really open the season and really like if you know one team sweeps the other and the smack talking starts. But it's just like, dude, it's one series out of you know. 162 games season. Yeah. It's insane. Well, that's but, the. I think that's the best part about baseball is like overreacting through the, through the first four or five games. It's fun. And but being like totally oh, being like, oh yeah, no, there's no way they're they're never gonna not you know they're never gonna win a game. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like the teams yeah. that start they're zero and three. What do they need to change? Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like, like what the they're tanking. What's yeah. And that kind of gets us to our early results here. I think we for the you know through the first handful of games. Yeah. So like, I guess I'm gonna just kind of start in the AL East. Like the Rays are in first place. <laughs> They're four and one, right? Yeah, they're yeah. they're in first place, and the Red Sox, the reigning World Series champs, are one and four, and they're in last. Dude, so it was that in, bold it, prediction. Yeah. Ray's gonna take the AL East. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Drop. And Baltimore, Baltimore's three and one after they won like forty five games last year. So I'm like, dude, that <laughs> they're on it, pretty strong. Which, they won the way, two out of three I against New York. What didn't one of their pitcher had a no no going. Uh, Last night, last night right? through the yeah. six, and he got taken out. Got against taken Toronto? out uh, against Toronto, but they did end up uh, holding on for the win. But uh, why would but, they do that? I think I think he's a rookie. I think there was a little bit of overmanaging. Probably they're like, uh, we don't want to extend the guy too is, too much. That but, is, I'd be pissed if I was yeah. a rookie, dude. Come on, like. Come on. Give it to me, man. Come, Come on, on, dude. Three yeah. more innings or three and a half more innings. Yeah, I think it would have been even like way worse if if they would have lost that game. And, and it's like, oh, come on. But um, but the Red Sox, I did want to make a quick note on them. You mentioned they're one and four. So and they, they got only, killed by the A's last night. They did. Seven, seven nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting smoked right now. But um, they, so they've lost four out of five to start the season. Only one time last year did they ever lose four out of five games. And I think it was like the middle of June. And they were never three games under 500 at any point last year. Because like they, I think uh, they won... What is it like a hundred and hundred and eight games last yeah, something year? Insane. So like they were from like beginning to end like dominant. They were but, like the Tampa Bay Lightning this year in yeah. the NHL, right? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of goes to show it's like, all right, they're one and four. 
Fire Alex Cora. He's a, he's got to yeah, be out of there, dude. Come on. You need to completely get rid of your starting five, your rotation here, because <laughs> they they've they've given up eleven home runs. Their starting pitchers have given eleven up eleven home runs in their first five games, which ties an MLB record, and that's a total of, and tw- totaling twenty six earned runs. So Chris Sale has given up three. Evaldi three. Eduardo Rodriguez one. Rick Porcello one. And David Price has given up three. And that's totaling twenty six earned runs just from their starting rotation. Yeah, I mean that's bad. a that's a good rotation too for that to be. I mean, I mean, like it goes back to like all right, early over. Are you get what are you gonna yeah. do? You're gonna yeah. can all those guys? No, obviously not. Yeah. So, but it is fun I think early on because the numbers just are so crazy, too, right? Dude. Like just yeah, extended exactly. We talked about yeah, and, like, and uh, you know actually. Uh, <laughs> You see, so you want to you want to give back a little bit of that, but <laughs> yeah. but um yeah, some other other uh, I guess early impressions or whatever. Uh, last night the Cubs they made six errors in in one game, just six in uh, six errors, which is like okay, whoa, what that's are you what are you awesome. doing? Um, and the Braves got their as a result got their first win. They were the only team who hadn't won yet. They were zero three, got the win. They're one and three now, uh, and they're on the right track. As one, my, right uh, one, as one of my wild card picks, um, they got swept by the Phillies, which is kind of the next thing I wanted to bring up. Phillies yeah. are the only undefeated team left. They're 3-0, all because of Bryce Harper. Of course. All because uh, of that crazy home run he hit to the next yeah. dimension. You, you want to you wanna talk about that? Or do, you, do you know how long that was? I don't know how long it was, but there's like people saying, Nicole was saying how like people are anticipating Bryce Harper might be like become the most popular Philadelphia athlete in his in Philly history, which is crazy. People are already saying that three games in. <laughs> well, like, dude, okay, so I don't know if you saw this. Um, on opening day, he struck out his first two at bats, and he got. There were some people who booed after the second strikeout. <laughs> it's like, Philly, like dude. not a lot, it's not a lot, but it wasn't zero. Okay, and everyone was like, "Oh, here it comes!" Yeah, but then, yeah, is. then he hit two monster home runs the next two days. Yeah, or whatever, and they so. love him, yeah. dude. That place went nuts. The place went nuts, dude. Yeah. I'm excited for the game tonight. Like they're playing. It's return of Harper back, back to in Washington. DC, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm kind of an, I'm like curious because I mean I don't know. I'm curious comparing like Tavares's return to Nassau Coliseum on the island, you know, yeah. and like what's Harper's return going to be like? Because it's kind of a similar, total similar situation, right? Like had an offer from the nationals on the table, turned it down and decided to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. But I don't think you, I don't think there's a reputation for DC fans to be as harsh and brutal <laughs> as New Yorkers. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I'm really excited to see what the reaction is tonight. Um, that's yeah, going to be, that, that's going to be fun. To that'll watch. be interesting. And that'll be fun because he's also going up against Max Scherzer. So oh, okay, yeah. first time we're going to see yeah. Scherzer versus Harper and they, yeah. they've been teammates for all these years so it's like they that, kind of that's know gonna be sick. stuff about one another obviously yeah. being teammates for so long so that's that's gonna be really interesting to watch um if you're cool with it going back to the al the west uh the mariners are six and one which is Dude. best ever start in franchise history yeah um tied with i think 95 85 and 84 are the other years where they went six and one through their first seven what, what can we expect from them? Surprise? Are you surprised or is this? Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely surprised, <laughs> dude, because I, I like, you know, like we said, obviously it's early. Like they won six out of seven. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're the favorites in the West. I don't but, know. The Angels are one and four. But the Angels are one and four. Houston's two and three. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, Seattle, I, it's, it's funny because like the expectations were like so low because they went out and like they traded James Paxson. Who was like their ace? They tweeted. They t- 
tweeted. It tweeted. I thought I thought booty cat. Because because I was gonna say Edwin Edwin Diaz. They tweeted. They tweeted. Edwin Diaz tweeted to the Mets who was like their shutdown closer. They traded Gene Segura. They traded Nelson Cruz. Like all all their top guys basically got moved. And here they are, six and one. Tim Beckham hit three home runs and two off of Chris Sale on opening day or the U.S. opening day, I guess. Um, so that's kind of cool to see them off to a hot start. Same with Tampa. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. As an A's as an A's fan, me, you, you're talking you, about not you. you. As, yeah. I'm at, this is going to be the question post. <laughs> is Seattle like? Are they the team to beat now? Are you worried about them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the A's play the Astros this weekend in Houston, yeah. so I will see how that. Let's see how that series goes. I'd say <laughs> overreaction. Yeah, they're the team to beat, <laughs> yeah. but you know, they have an eight fifty seven win percentage. So insane. obviously, they're going to set the major league record. Well, obviously, Chris Davis is going to hit over one hundred and fifteen home runs because he's on pace to do so with five already this season. And apparently, a fun fact that they said last night, which I thought was kind of cool on Quick Pitch, they said he's the first player with five plus home runs by April first. But isn't that purely just because solely I should say just because of the earlier starts of the season yeah they used to not even like start until like April 3rd yeah I don't understand like I think it's they're starting really early this year well and it's only um, which do you know why that's happening I know they did the game overseas yeah that factors in a little bit but uh this has kind of been the trend the last couple years start because they started in March last year too and I think part of it is um they want more off days like throughout the season. Yeah. So they were like, all right, we'll start like four or five days early. But then be able and to sprinkle some kind of spread out and yeah. give you two or three extra off days. Yeah. That, I that's just thought it was why. funny that they put that stat in and I looked at that. I was like, wait a second. That's like totally not, that's like cherry you picked. Off. So yeah. cherry picked. Easily. It's yeah. like, all right, well, there was only like two years where that could have even <laughs> yeah, been possible. Exactly. So. Like, oh, that's crazy. Five plus home runs by April 1st. It's like, and they've played seven games since yeah. then too. So it's not <laughs> it even like, oh, they played a couple, like seven. It doesn't take away the fact that he's raking right now. Yeah. But, I mean, but he did hit two home runs in those. I th- I think each of those games, or not each, but like he hit a home run in each of those games in, like in, in Japan. Japan, yeah. I think Chris yeah. Davis did. So, but yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that he's still five home runs through uh, five games. He's is that what it correct four? No, they're four and three. Sorry, five home runs through yeah. uh, through their first through, seven. Through seven. Yeah, games. they're four and one in the U.S. Sorry, um, they're four and three overall. He's on pace to hit like 115. I, yeah, I think. If him I him and Yelich are honestly though, like even Goldschmidt. All these guys are kind of like yeah, they're they're yeah, going Goldschmidt, crazy yeah. early on. Yeah. But uh, Davis and I'm kicking myself for not writing or not saving this tweet, but I just saw it. Um, basically, over the last like two years or whatever, or two and a half years, uh, Davis has like 154 home runs. And the next closest is Stanton, who has like 142. So Davis has like been, I mean, he's been the best home run hitter over yeah. the last couple of years. It's even crazy. though, like, I think, like, obviously, you know, as like Bay Area fans and stuff, yeah. like, we know him, but I think he's still like an underrated, yeah. like, if you say, like, you know, who's the best home run hitter in baseball, I think Davis is maybe not even in the top five in terms of pe- what people would say, but statistically, he is. So. I think that'd be cool to see him like lead the league in home runs. Yeah, go and, home run derby. Yeah, that'd be cool because to get some recognition. Because yeah, yeah, he's fun to watch for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, he and then like Chapman is just like the man. He's just the man. I'm just. I just. It's crushes me because I don't. You just already see the writing on the wall of like players like Davis and Chapman already in other. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think, but like, it just sucks because he they love them. 
in Oakland, man. Yeah. Like they love it. They're having the, like their bobbleheads days and all this cool stuff. And uh, I, I'm hoping that because we kind of, I mean, we talked about this also last week, like the trend with now, you know, re-signing guys. I know that's not really what the A's have always done and that hasn't been their strategy, but you know, hopefully now they're like, all right, like we're kind of building something here. Maybe let's hang on to some of these guys. Like I know they're not a big market team, so that does always factor in, but I would love to see them lock up Chapman to an That'd extension cool. and, and really keep cool. Davis around and, yeah. you know, kind of try to build a little something there. Yeah. But. It'd be really cool. Um, yeah, dude, and NL West is I'm loving it right now with the Dodgers just swinging the bats, swinging that lumber. So we'll see uh, game two tonight between the Giants and Dodgers. That'll be fun. Um, it's cool to see uh, who is it, uh, Julio Urias? Yeah, make it back in a starting role now too. He did he he pitched pretty well uh, last his, his night. His first start, and I think they said like 20, two years basically, yes. right? or almost two yeah, years, something like that. Because um, um, he kind of been put down to their bullpen. Well, down. I shouldn't say that, but like, well, he was, and he, yeah, and he had, I think the, I don't know if it's Tommy John surgery, but he had a, an arm injury and then like, but, and I was looking though, like even despite having kind of missed a, about a year and a half or so, he's still like the third youngest player in MLB. He's like, I think he's still like barely even 21 or something like that. For real? I actually yeah. didn't even know that. Cause he, he came up when he was like 19 <laughs> I don't, and like everyone was like, all right, whoa, like he's 19. I don't know. Be careful with this kid. And yeah. like, obviously he did get hurt, but, but yeah, like despite all the time he missed, like he's still one of the youngest players in, yeah. in baseball. So that, that's cool. You guys got like just never ending supply of these like prospects coming up. Yeah. They do well in the farm system. It's great. Like Verdugo is, he hit, he clubbed a home run yeah. last night and he's, he's kind of taken that, you know, he's honestly filling that gap. It was his turn to come up, and that's why I think they didn't need Puig anymore. Like, yeah, they don't. They don't. They have outfielders. They have utility guys like Chris Taylor, and who's the other guy with the home run? You, apparently, your twin. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I hit one last night. You hit night. one last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> pretty deep too. The left field pavilion it was pretty. It was pretty. It was far yeah. back. But yeah, like they have these guys, and it's great to see Corey Seager back. You know, and uh, well, I think it's great to see Corey Seager back. But like, yeah, they have these young guys that they've brought up through their own system, which is. Which is great, uh, I think. <laughs> Go Dodgers! Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, you want to move on to some hockey talk? Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to some hockey talk. Hockey talk. All right. Well, Tavares got some revenge last night against. Uh, speaking of him, you know, with you know Harper making his return to to DC, Tavares got some revenge playing back in Nassau Coliseum last night. He got the game winner in a two-one victory over uh, the New York Islanders. Thought that was kind of fun to see. He was pretty excited. Well, the radio broadcaster that of the highlight I saw for the Maple Leafs was very excited. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, the Bolts have been hit with a little bit of an injury bug, more so than they already have. They already had Anton Strallman and Dan Girardi out uh, with lower body injuries. Uh, and since, God, like early March. And uh, they've each missed like 10 or 11 games or something. I think Strallman's coming back soon. Girardi's not expected to return until maybe the postseason, hopefully. But Victor Hedman went down. He's out for the rest of the regular season. So then he was out last night. And now he's going to be out the next three games. So that's a huge blow. Like, they're just getting injured left and right. And Louis Domingue, their killer backup, arguably the best backup in the NHL this year, he has a lower body injury as well. So, like... What gives, man? Like, the Bolts are just kind of piling up these injuries. Their injury yeah. list is growing right at the worst time, like at the tail end of the regular season. They got three games left. And, uh, I mean, not that they're battling out for any sort of playoff positioning, really. I mean, they're already locked up the President's Trophy. And, but, my goodness, like, oof, it's just kind of, 
it's just kind of scary. It's like Hedman has concussion history, so they're thinking like maybe it's some there's something with upper body and like he took a hard hit um, in the game against the Capitals on Saturday when they lost. And yeah, man, I'm just a little concerned about uh, about their you know long term as far as into the postseason here with this this injury list building up. But yeah, fortunately they've been able to have guys come in from. To the Syracuse Crunch, their minor league team, and fill in these roles like Cameron Gaunt's. This defenseman made his. He's kind of he's a, he's an AHL prospect, but he's kind of more of a veteran AHL prospect. He finally made his first NHL debut in a Lightning uniform last night, and I think he put in some solid minutes. So anyway, it's just interesting to see like the best team in the NHL now is kind of going through a little bit of some tough times here. With it was like the really list. the only thing that was like the potential to stop them really is it's an injury, injury bug that, yeah know, so exactly. hopefully you know they they're able to get healthy and because i i i want to see <laughs> if if they're able to just run through everybody like they've been doing you know yeah, and, I and a healthy I mean, team would be would i don't want yeah see. exactly dude i hate to see not that i'm thinking like oh my god bolts all the way like i obviously want to see the sharks do well but in eastern conference i'm, I'm definitely pulling for the bolts here i want to see them i want to see what they're capable of with their healthy lineup. It's like, I want to see what the Sharks are capable of. I, like, that's the thing. You never want to have a team be shorthanded because of injuries. You, like, yeah. Then there's always that excuse, and you kind of just feel for the team a little bit. I mean, unless it's the LA Kings or the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> then I have no mercy. But, like, dude, it's just... You want to know what these teams can do when they get to the playoffs with their healthy roster. Like, I want Carlson to be healthy. I want Pavelski to be healthy for the Sharks. Um, and I want all these guys on the Bolts, because they have made history, man. Like, or they're making history. And... Uh, it's a crazy season. You don't want injuries to ruin a possible deep run that this team would have had otherwise, you know? So, yeah. Speaking of the Sharks, though, dude. Oh, the poor Sharks. Oh, Sharkies. What the hell's going on, man? They had a big win against the Knights. They snapped that seven-game losing skid, winning that game in overtime. That was a huge win. That Burnsy goal was so sick. Yeah. Um, and then they got just destroyed by the Flames. Like, just, it was such a short-lived high. Granted, it was back-to-back yeah. games. Yeah. But no excuses, man. They took, they got the lead, and then they immediately coughed up three goals. Like that was rough in like a minute and yeah, twenty or something, something like that. that. Yeah, it was insane and just, just freaking frustrating, dude. Like Pavelski's still not back. Carlson is hopefully going to be ready for playoff competition. But if we don't see him in a regular season game before that, like, is he actually going to be ready? Like, yeah, I, with, I, I, I did have his see, legs. Uh, I don't know. Well, man. that's the thing is he's he. I guess they like interviewed him today or yesterday. And like, yeah, he was like, well, I don't know if I going to be able to play regular season, but I guess he said if, if tonight was a playoff game, like he would play like, so physically, I guess he's, he's, he's good to go. go, but that's the thing but is, you know, he hasn't hurt. played in, in what, almost a month now yeah, at least. Um, right. So, yeah. so I mean, he hasn't I played st- since I would still take, Boston brutal loss yeah, when he got owned by right. Marchand. And I would still take goal. a rusty Eric Carlson over not having him, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you want to see him get in there a little bit and same with. With Pavelski, who I think is coming back tonight, I thought I saw Oof. a report of that earlier. Okay. I didn't see that, but, but um, that would be great. I want to see him. I mean, he—that's the thing, dude. Carlson and Pavelski are two players that the Sharks are trying to, you think, lock up because they could be gone next year, and the Sharks need to re-sign these guys. Yeah. And I—I uh, th- I think initially there there wasn't a re-sign extension for Pavelski because I think the Sharks are waiting to try and see if they can get Carlson locked up long term because I think they have a better shot of getting Pavelski locked up because he wants to stay but they're unsure about Carlson but it just shows you like the value I I think especially with Pavelski because Carlson like you said has been out and they've been able to win games without him not saying that that makes him more valuable than Pavelski or Mm -hmm. less valuable than Pavelski but like 
it shows you the value of that of the captain of of freaking of joe dude like he they have been skidding without him and it's i mean he definitely provides a presence in the locker room and on the ice obviously with his skill that makes him a valuable asset that this team needs and they need him healthy and they should lock him up like they should not let him get away um but not saying that they should let carlson get away either like obviously we want to see both of them even knowing carlson when he has been healthy he's been able to contribute but you know fighting through those injuries it looked nasty man so i'm just hoping these guys come back ready to rock because the sharks are going to be playing the vegas golden knights now we have that pretty much just locked in that's that's locked in yeah and they they got home ice which was Huge. I think that yeah. went on Saturday, uh, clinched home ice for them yes, in the first round did, against but Vegas. But then the loss the next day made sure that the Flames had number one overall. Yeah. Seed. Which, dude, in all honesty, like, there's no guarantee here. Based on this wild card race that we're seeing, which we'll get into in just a second, like, obviously you just never know what's going to happen. Like, the Flames could get knocked out in the first round. Like, I don't think there is a clear cut team in the West that just dominates all like there is in the east Mm -hmm. like with the lightning you know i don't think i don't view the flames that way i don't view the sharks that way like i think there's the ability for these seventh and eighth seeded teams these two wildcard teams to challenge number one and number two seeds in the first and second rounds dude i really believe that and obviously that's just you know that's just also because stanley cup playoffs are so unpredictable anything can really happen but um it is good to see the Sharks got home ice against the Golden Knights, but my God, dude, that game Saturday like really gave you a preview of what these teams don't like each other. I told yeah. I, I've been saying this forever. They I view them as the new LA Kings. The last year and this year, like they are the new Kings in my eyes as a Sharks fan. Like they get under your skin. They're cl- close in proximity and like, ugh. They're Vegas, you know. It's just like, ugh, you know. And they got, got, they got, they got villains, you know. Like Ryan Reeves is a villain, you know. And they got talent that scares you. Like I remember when Marion Gabrick scared me when he was a king, and Andre Kopitar still scares me, you know. Um, like they have that in in Mark Stone now, and they have a killer goaltender like Jonathan Quick used to scare the hell out of me. Still kind of does, but like obviously they're bottom of the barrel team this year, but like now it's Marc-Andre Fleury, dude. Even when he has actually uh, hasn't been playing, but their backup, uh, yeah. P.K. Subban's brother, Malcolm Subban, I think yeah. is his name, like has been doing a pretty good job. So, you know, but like when Fleury's in net, like he's scary. There's a reason he's Marc-Andre Fleury, like one of the best goaltenders in the league. So yeah, that, it's going to be a uh, freaking crazy series. Dude, dude. that series Honestly, it's like be nuts. it's it's a toss up. I mean, we'll, we'll do our, our brackets. We'll do an NHL yeah. bracket. But yeah, before next I mean, episode, early, sure. early on, it's just like, dude, I even with home ice, I'm like, I don't I don't know. We we could definitely beat them. They could definitely beat us. But I, if anything, it's like probably getting too far ahead. But yeah. like, even if they survive that series, I couldn't see either team winning in anything less than like six games and going into that next round completely like exhausted and beat up because that series is going to be intense that that could potentially be like the best series of the entire playoffs and it's it's the first round very possible at least in the west for sure like i it it, we'll see man we'll we'll definitely see like who knows you just never know like maybe one team will sweep the other you just don't know right like last like last year you didn't expect the sharks i don't think to sweep the ducks and they did oh yeah but like you just never know but um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be intense but as we talked about the wild card um i guess let's look at that really quick in the west the wild the minnesota wild they're not out yet but they can't catch a freaking break dude like 
The Coyotes and the Avs are the other teams that they're battling it out with right now. I think as of right now, the Wild are out by... They're up by five, five right now. Five points. It's looking they still have Arizona rough. and Colorado in front of them. Dallas kind of has it locked in a little bit. They got yeah, three points away. on. They're in the number one spot here and... Uh, and uh, you know, with three games left in the season for all these teams, um, but like Colorado, Arizona, and Minnesota. So yeah, Minnesota is five points out from Colorado. Not out of it, but my goodness, they need help. And it didn't help because they just they just got shut out on Sunday by Arizona for nothing. And the game before that, the Coyotes and Avs played each other, and they went to a shootout. So they each team still got a point, and then. Um, and then the Avs in their last game also went to a shootout again. Like they just like even when they if they lose like they can't Minnesota just can't let have those teams like not get any points. Like it's just they're just I don't I think they're out of it. They're hanging out and on by a thread. I really would love to see Minnesota make it. I've been really happy to see their yeah. success like with those new guys that they got like Donato and stuff from the Boston Bruins when they traded um, their players uh, before the deadline and stuff. And I just. I don't know. It's gonna. It breaks my heart, but I don't think they're gonna make it. Chicago yeah. also doesn't look like they're gonna make it, which is they're uh, which yeah is they're great. in trouble. They're in trouble. They are. They literally need to win out and need Colorado to complete to completely lose out the rest of their three games. And uh, yeah, I mean predictions. I think Dallas is in, which is exciting. I guess for them because I guess they'll get uh, they'll get they'll get they'll to get watch um, Zuccarello for, Zuccarello back. For more than yeah. A, uh, period. I want basically. to check on the stats of him actually. I don't even know if he's on schedule to return. Uh, I haven't yeah, even looked that up. Know. But but so anyway, we'll see what happens with that. And then uh, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. Colorado and Arizona. Like it's gonna be a good grind here. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I'm gonna say Arizona is gonna make it. I'm gonna say Arizona. You want to even know bolder prediction? All right, let's hear it. Check it out. I'm gonna say Arizona is gonna make the second wild card spot, and they will play the Calgary Flames. All right. And they're gonna knock out Calgary. Wow, dude, that's I'm getting bold. ahead of myself. Very bold. Getting ahead of myself, but that is my call. I'm I'm calling Arizona to knock out Calgary. Nice. So we have a little bit of a preview as far yeah. as what your bracket. I'm just feeling it. Like. Maybe next week I'll completely take it back. Yeah. But right now I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel tomorrow. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> yeah. it's the Coyotes. Exactly, dude. But uh, yeah, I mean, dude, the I reason mean, for that is because of the fact that the Coyotes are just a, two points behind, right? Yeah. So they're two points behind. They just need to do that, but. If they can, they're already they're two points behind them, but they already have two more wins for the tiebreaker. Well, regulation overtime wins, they only have one, so that's actually all that matters for the tiebreaker. Well, yeah. no, they're actually tied, thirty-four, thirty-four. So, well, if I, if, mind, I kind of would, take that would this change your prediction? So they play LA tonight, but I mean, are you still as confident in them making, knowing they have to play at Vegas on Thursday and then versus Winnipeg on Saturday to end? Yeah, it? I don't, I don't believe the Winnipeg hype. Maybe I'm wrong. They've, I don't know. They're six six four and zero in their last ten. I just don't buy the Winnipeg hype. I don't. I've heard other people say that too, and I completely agree. I just, I don't buy it. I don't see yeah. them making a deep run. I could completely be wrong. Obviously, this is just my opinion. But like, I just, I have never been. I haven't watched them and haven't been convinced that they're like a team that's gonna go far and deep. And honestly, I think even if they get past their first round, whoever they play, Dallas or whatever. Um, I guess it's looking like Dallas. Uh, I mean, dude, they're going to have to go through either Nashville or St. Louis. And I think those are very tough teams. I mean, I think. Yeah. So Can we talk about okay. St. Louis for a second? The fact that they were like dead last in what yeah. January 2nd. Yeah. And now they can potentially win the Central. That's they crazy insane, to me, dude. dude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they were probably a, maybe another loss or two away from just tearing it all down. And, and now they have a legit shot of 
yeah. getting out of the and West. That, that's the other. That's the other thing I was gonna say. Like San Jose and Vegas, like that's gonna be a crazy series. But if it stays St. Louis, Nashville, like the second and third seed in the central if that's how it stays obviously you said st louis could still win the central yeah. which is insane um based on where they were just a couple months ago but uh that's going to be the other series in the west to really watch for like smashville and st louis like that's going to be man i i kind of want that to be the series because that's going to be insane yeah it's gonna be really fun to watch because that's going to be another just like just fight to the death um between those two teams uh i guess looking over to the east now um still got this is the this is the this is the real real grinder here these teams are separated by single points here you got columbus at 94 carolina at 93 the one and second wildcard spots respectively and then you have montreal just outside looking in with 92 points one point behind carolina two points behind columbus where do you think where do you think that's gonna fall there Dude, well, I'm I'm just excited to see Columbus not only right now on a five game winning streak, so they've launched themselves into that top wild card spot, but now they're like on a mission to be like, you know what, we're not only going to make it, we're not even going to face Tampa in the first yeah, round. So screw dude. that. <laughs> you know, we were talking about, oh, are they going to make it? Like, do you would you rather face Tampa in the first round or not make it at all? They're like, you know what, we're going to try to coast by that. Obviously, it's not a given because, like you said, they're only a point ahead of Carolina, only two ahead of Montreal. But right now, they kind of figured something out and they're on a five game win streak so yeah. they're setting themselves up to maybe miss Tampa altogether but uh I don't know you were, we were talking about off air how Montreal has kind of a pretty rough final three games to try to climb back ahead yeah. of Carolina but yeah dude they're playing Tampa Bay tonight uh I mean yeah at home they're playing in Montreal the, uh, the Bolts are finishing the remainder of their schedule these last four games well they played one last night uh against Ottawa but their next three games on the road um so yeah, dude, the the Habs are playing uh, the Bolts, then the Caps, and the Leafs, and like those are all top tier teams in the East, like the reigning Stanley Cup champs, the freaking historic Bolts team tonight, and then you have the Leafs, who that's probably their best chance of getting a win there against their rival um, in Toronto, but because they've you know Toronto has been pretty inconsistent recently, um, so I don't I don't know we'll we'll see about that, but like if they can manage to squeeze out wins or points out of that and see Carolina or Columbus stumble in the last three games, like they can take it. The thing that gives Columbus an edge here though, is that the uh, regulation and overtime wins, which they have 44, cause that's the tiebreaker. If you end up with points, mm. um, they have four more than Montreal right now. So they already hold that tiebreaker there. They will not lose that tiebreaker. Um, to Montreal, but they could to Carolina. I mean, they could tie it, I guess, with Carolina. So, I mean, Columbus kind of holds control here. They got it. And I actually don't have the remainder of their schedule up right now. I kind of want to look that up. I, I did notice it wasn't against... Um, it they play, wasn't they against, play the Bruins uh, tonight. And then they play at the Rangers and at the Senators. So, like, they're looking at... Okay, Bruins, yeah, tough game. But then you got the Rangers, not necessarily a playoff contender. Could still be a hard battle. And then you got the Senators, the bottom of the NHL right now. Like... They have the control, dude. They can do it. Okay? Blue Jackets faithful, your team can do it. You guys have this. Like, you can lock it in. Just got to win. Yeah. Just got to, you know, perform with your talent that you acquired at that trade deadline. All right? Yeah, uh, dude, that and I'm I'm looking at some of their scores last uh, five games. Borowski is just on fire, dude. He's got three shutouts in the last five games. Yeah, so can we also make a point to ride maybe a hot in hindsight now. a little bit? Can we make it a little thing in hindsight where my insane, stupid prediction or like thing of like, 
I'm just asking Sharks fans. I'm not trying to hit the panic button, but in a way I am. I'm leaning on the panic button, if you will. Like, would you rather have Martin Jones in net right now or Sergey Bobrovsky? Like, I'm asking you now as the I Sharks mean, faithful I mean, representative here. I mean, obviously, Bobrovsky yeah. based on the results, but yeah, I don't like, think... Obviously, even, maybe couldn't have happened, but I don't know. Dude. Yeah. Maybe. He's a free agent, and Martin Jones is locked up for however many years like you don't think that Columbus probably would have been open to that deal I don't know just saying dude in yeah. hindsight I'm not trying to be like told you so because <laughs> I didn't even want to necessarily see that happen I'm just throwing that option that was out there out there and right now it's terrifying the sh- I don't believe I don't have faith in the Sharks goaltending in Dell or nor uh, Jones dude like I don't have faith in them I've lost my faith in them and I'm hoping that they prove me wrong and earn it back in in these last few games and also in the postseason because otherwise it's I mean goaltending is so key in the playoffs too. Yeah. it's just like anyway your predictions for the wild card spots in the west and the east I don't think I asked you those um, who do you think is going to make it in these you know yeah these races? Um, in the east uh, I, I, I do like Columbus still to hang on um, I don't know Carolina's remaining schedule but I, I'm going to say Columbus uh, hangs on to that top wild card um, and uh, I don't know I would rather the Hurricanes see... play at the Leafs then they play at home against New Jersey and then they play at the Philadelphia Flyers alright I'll give them the second wild card spot I, I think it's okay. going to stay how it is right now Columbus with the first one Carolina with the second one uh, and Montreal out maybe a little bit of bias there because I don't know I would just rather see Columbus and Carolina make it than Montreal too, so I totally agree although I do respect the hell out of Carey Price and I believe in him and his play in net for, for the Habs but like yeah I'd love to see the guys the like underdogs and not really spoken about teams if you will uh, in Columbus and Carolina yeah. like make it especially Carolina dude they've been surging like it's insane kind of like the Blues dude like yeah. they're two of the hottest teams in their respective conferences you know it's anyway sorry what you were saying so Blue Jackets and Hurricanes. Um, yeah, and then uh, over in the West, uh, I mean Dallas, for the most part, has one of the spots locked up. I mean, unless they basically they'd have to lose their next three, uh, and Arizona would have to win their next three in order for Dallas to not be in it. But uh, so yeah, Dallas I think would hang on to that top wild card spot. And uh, I don't know, like I, I'm kind of with you. I kind of want the Coyotes to leapfrog Car- Colorado there and uh, and get in, and then then we'll see if your prediction comes true. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm uh, yeah rooting for Arizona there. Yeah, to get the I, spot. I, I also I'm, I guess I'm rooting for Arizona because I think they have the best chance of taking down Calgary rather than Colorado. Yeah, I I, I believe that. So. I don't know. Well, yeah, dude, we'll we'll see about that. That's going to be exciting to watch. I love, like you said, this time of the year is great. Like, NHL playoffs is so much fun. So, yeah, man. Uh, all right, well, let's get into our closing segment here, shall we? First off, should we just say our brackets are just... I've thrown Trash. mine away. Actually, that's not true. My, my bracket's there, say, but it's, right there. it's not. But I haven't even looked at it yeah. in like a week. So, um, but uh, it's trash. yeah. So that it's as good as trash. So the the brackets did not go well. No, um, because and I think a lot the, of people, a lot a lot of people did not same do result. well. I don't think um, Virginia and Auburn are on one side. Virginia is the only number one seed to make it. The other so maybe side, some people predicted that. Yeah, other and side: Mich- Michigan State, Texas Tech, uh, two versus three. Um, I bet somebody out there picked Michigan State and Virginia. Yeah, and I I think Texas Tech, maybe not to the Final Four, but I did see some people saying like, oh, that's kind of like my Elite Eight, like surprise or whatever. So um, 
But yeah, dude, I had I had a Duke in North Carolina. Neither yeah. of them made it. Uh, you had what Gonzaga and Tennessee, right? Yeah, I had Tennessee, Washington, and Duke and Gonzaga, and then I had in the national championship. Yeah, Tennessee and Duke. Yeah, and then Tennessee was also the uh, uh, with their loss, they spoiled the final perfect bracket too. The guy that had yeah. the no, I, I thought of that when I saw 16, that. I was like, oh, that he lost. Dude and I was it. thinking about that. I was like, wait. So not only did he get that game wrong, he instantly got like three more wrong because he had him going all the way to the final. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, that goes yeah, to show you, it. dude, the best bracketologist in the nation, or at least for two this weeks year. or whatever, uh, couldn't even get it right. Couldn't so, yeah, it it's right. kind of a – it definitely was uh, March Madness, as they say. Oh, so, yeah, yeah so that was that was pretty crazy. Um, so the brackets did not go well. I don't know how I ended up doing overall uh, at this point. I don't really care. I, I don't yeah. even think – I got maybe like two of the Elite Eight even, so I was really, really far off <sighs> yeah, there. I, but. I mean, dude, yeah, I got nothing. It's just trash. I mean, you want to make any predictions for the national championship? Just go for it. Yeah. Why not? Who do you pick between Virginia and Auburn? Um, dude, I I'm mean, going Cavaliers. <laughs> just because I don't want to root for the SEC either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I fine. I'll say Auburn just because because you said okay, Virginia. Yeah. Um, but dude, because Auburn honestly, like as a five seed though, but um, dude, they they knocked off Kentucky. They beat North Carolina. They beat Kansas. Like they're they're like knocking down all these powerhouse uh, programs on their way to this uh, potential national championship. Yeah, so, it's good for them because I don't yeah. think Auburn's really known as like a basketball school. Not really. No. no, I'd like to see Auburn. I mean, not Auburn. I'd like to see Virginia, Texas Tech. I think I'd like. I honestly, I was gonna say I'd like to see Virginia win it, but they're the remaining number one seed. Why am I gonna root for them? Yeah. I, I kind of want to see the Red Raiders do it, dude. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be um, cool. Either I, honestly, now I take it back. I kind of want to see either Auburn or Texas Tech take it because Michigan State or Virginia are like Michigan State, especially they're always in the conversation. Yeah, you know, was their coach Izzo Tom Izzo yeah. right? Like you know, he's always in the com. He's 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 like one of those guys like Coach K and 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 the dude uh, Calipari right from yeah. uh, Tennessee or Kentucky, I should say. Uh, so I don't know. I'd like to see one of the teams that aren't usually in it yeah and i think texas tech like it's their first final four like in school history. probably gonna get the no not school (laughs) history but it's like i probably have the number wrong but it's it's been like 20 years at least something like that so 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 yeah i mean a couple new teams in there that'd be cool i think that'd be cool um all right so then uh going into our fun goofy segment here so you picked 10 schools that were in the tournament this year yeah for us to we so basically Chris found ten schools, and we split them up five and five. So I researched five of them about like where they are located, and Chris researched the other five of where they are located. And we're gonna quiz each other on this. Um, I I don't know. I went. Th- I, I just went the extra mile here. Okay. I I located where they were and like what major cities they're near in those okay. states, yeah. and I researched their colors and mascots. Well, I didn't do all that. I, I have this. I have like the the city and state cool. where they're at, but. I don't, I so you just basically the, did the I bare mean, minimum. I did the bare minimum. I'm skating by <laughs> I'm here. I'm skating by. Uh, all right, you want who? You want to kick it off? Or you want me to kick it off? Who you want? To, you want me to quiz you really quick? Uh, I'll give yeah, you one. Just, you give me one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, okay, okay. Ab- Abilene, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Abilene Christian University. Where do you think ICU is so, located? So are we starting? Do I gotta go state first? Can I even get? I don't give even me, think I'll, I'll get the state you, right. Me, but. Throw out three states, and if you get one of them right, I'll let you know. Okay. Like, what's your number one guess, you think? Um, Tennessee. Nope. South Carolina. Nope. 
We got am, I getting, am I getting closer? I'm nope. even close in that far, area. You got a little <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll get um, you colder. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I got to bring up a map or something. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> a geography um, test, basically. Oh, man. You're in the right region. You're in, you know, kind of southern. No, Georgia. Kinda, no. No. Uh, where, where are they? Texas. Really? They're in okay. Abilene, Man, Texas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't even. Yeah. Which is about three hours west of Dallas. Okay. And so this team, I researched them first, uh, first on my list. They kind of pissed me off. Now, let me tell you why they pissed me off. They're purple. Their colors are purple and white. Their mascots, the Wildcats, and their mascot name is Willie the Wildcat, which pisses me off. Why? Because that's exactly Northwest. I was going to say, I was like, wait a second. This and is Kansas State. Yeah. Purple and white, Wildcats, Willie the Wildcat. They're imposter wannabes. They piss me off. And I'll tell you why they're imposter wannabes. They've been around since 1906. Okay. Northwestern's been around since 1851. Kiss my ass, ACU. Okay. You are not really the purple and white, Willie the Wildcat, Wildcats. That's all I'm going to say. Go Cats. Northwestern Wildcats, that is. That's it. Nobody's heard of you go away right. <laughs> now we know your feelings on it yeah hope we don't have Ab- any ACU listeners all right <laughs> um all right so uh my first one that i'll give you is uh belmont belmont we kind of do the same thing where i guess three yeah, states yeah, belmont okay, ohio no okay uh <laughs> new york no am i colder or warmer it's like that's it's not the north not even not, the, not okay. northeast belmont. Not even, oh crap yeah i feel like i've heard it washington no, that's way off. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. Where is what it's state? In, uh, Tennessee. Damn it. Where in Tennessee? Nashville. It's in Nashville. It is in Nashville. No yes. way. Yeah. Oh, They're man. part of the I... Ohio Valley Conference. All right. And they left the Atlantic Sun Conference. Ooh, big names there. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they they play their home games at the Curb Event Center. Don't Curb. Know what, don't know C-U-R-B, what that is. C-U-R-B, like Curb yeah, Your Enthusiasm? Like, exactly. Curb yeah. Event Center. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, man, I got one for you. Wolford. 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 Yeah, Wofford. and we talked and we talked about them a little we, bit we last did. week, and then we I, maybe we even mentioned where they were from, but went right in one ear, right out the I other. Recognized so I recognized when I looked know. it up. I don't know um, why. I, I might be maybe because I looked it up. I think that's why. Yeah, I think I looked oh, at their mascot. Right? Um, we were talking about their mascot because we talked about it. they're, they're the, the terriers. terriers. Yeah. yeah, they're all um, gold and black. Those are their colors. Okay, well, um, man, they. I want to say. Why I keep? Why do I keep thinking like all these teams are like from the like southeast? You might but, be. You might be in. But on, I want to pass South Carolina. Yeah. Really. Really. Okay. Dude, so I don't know why. Nice. Like all these teams are like that. Oh, they're all either from the northeast are or the southeast. Cheating? But no, I'm not <laughs> cheating, dude. So South Carolina, but yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're not. Getting, I don't, I don't know, know the city. Yeah, Spartanburg. Okay. Spartanburg, which is kind of badass name. It's about yeah. a mile. Uh, sorry, it's about an hour and a half southwest from Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's that's where it is on the map, and and yeah, that's that's Wolford, man interesting fact that i've i've heard of spartanburg uh i believe steven duggar who's the center fielder for the giants is from spartanburg oh uh, wow as well, nobody gives so a shit i care that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the only reason i like i was like oh wait cool. i've heard yeah, of that I one i think he struck out last night uh once maybe but yeah. i'm pretty sure he got a double too oh so, yeah uh, double. Uh, wow. calm down over there okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right so uh my next one is bradley, bradley. university that's definitely in virginia no, damn it's it. definitely not. It's definitely not. Uh, Bradley is in Oregon. No, dude, you're just all over the over. map. I'm just trying, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to just throw some states uh, against the wall and see what sticks. Bradley, okay. Well, you, you probably think all these schools are in the southeast because that's maybe where yours are that you're looking at. Bradley is in, let's see, Kentucky. No, 
Okay. Where that was closer. It? Where is it? Uh, it's in Illinois. Peoria, uh, Illinois. All right. Where, Peoria? Peoria. Peoria. I think like, it's like Peoria. Isn't there a Peoria in uh, Arizona too? I don't know. I think. No idea. But, um, yeah. No idea. So they, uh, that's really the only... No, no, no fun yeah. facts really no fun fact. from them okay. but but they had the, they were the number one mascot though that's oh, the kaboom that's their no mascot way. so they, wait, wait, wait yeah 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 that's uh bradley they're the uh the gargoyle the, brave, the, the braves and they're the kaboom the gargoyle, kaboom, the gargoyle whatever, for some reason nice. yeah so nice. uh old dominion oh man old which dominion. when i googled this by the way a country music band came up called old Dominion. Uh, well. <laughs> i had to put in university <laughs> it's kind of funny I, yeah i didn't wouldn't have even guessed that. No, nah, I didn't mean either. Dude. If that was like a Old true Dominion. or false, they're also a country band. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, Where's Old Dominion? Old Dominion. Um, Rhode Island. N- no, no. But you're kind of. No, close. but. Uh, but kind of. Um, Connecticut. No. <laughs> I don't know why that Go was. Go south with, a little um, bit. Dude, I'm so bad at geography up there with all the little states. This surprised um, me, actually. Oh, man. Um, sort of. Not necessarily the state, but... Maryland. No, a little south, actually. Virginia, which oh, I didn't really? realize. Okay. So Virginia like, does have a part that touches the coast. Yeah, that like, kind of throws me off. I always think of Virginia as a little more inland, but it is like right there, and it's close to the coast. It's in Norfolk, Virginia. And I thought it was interesting. Their colors officially are listed as light blue, silver, and slate blue. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, fun fact. They're the monarchs, by the way. So, yeah. All right, what what do you got next? Yeah, um, Fairly Dickinson. That is a team, by the way. It's not like an author or something. I was like, if I type this into Google, like, am I going to have to specify like you did with the band? But but it came up right away. Fairly Fairly Dickinson University. So, yeah. Are you Dickinson? I'm. I mean, I'm fairly Dickinson. I, fairly Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson. <laughs> uh, fairly Dickinson is going to be in Alabama. It's uh, not going to be there. It's no. not going to be there. Uh, it's going to be in Florida. No. It's going to be. You gotta. No. You gotta go north. Okay. It's going to be in Missouri. No. Son of a bitch. Uh, one that, more. That shot. was Illinois. three. But okay. Uh, no. No. That was closer. But no. Ohio. Um, dude. I mean. Come on, Oklahoma. Dude. This is no. You're you're not getting close. Um, it's in. It's actually in Teaneck, New Jersey. Oh God. Yeah, I Never, know. No. Oh God, Teaneck, dude. Well, the undergraduate enrollment uh, via Google in 2015 and 16 was like 3,700. So very uh, small school. Go. All right. Um, Honestly, I don't even. Remember, what was it called? I don't even remember the name. Fairly that Dickinson Fairly University. Dickinson. That's right. Uh, like... Founded in 1942. All right. Um, that's about it. Yeah, nice. that's it. Liberty University. Where is that? Um, state of New York. Nope. Hmm. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. Um, Liberty. Liberty, Liberty, uh, Liberty. Pens- Pennsylvania. Nope. <laughs> uh, am I close, kind of? Sort of, or no? yeah. Sort um, of, shish, kind of. Uh, Ohio. No, Virginia. Again, oh, Virginia, Lynchburg, yeah. Virginia. And a fun fact about their enrollment: as of 2017, the university enrolls more than 15,000 students at its campus in Lynchburg. More than 94,000 students in online courses for a total of 110,000 student enrollment, which apparently is the most in the U.S. Okay, kind of crazy. Did not know that. That's according, uh, in all honesty, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Which is like 
total reliable right. source. Michael time. Scott says it's yeah. a reliable source. You, right? get, you get the best anyone information. Anybody can go anyone. there and write anything. Okay. And that's how you know you're getting the best information possible. So they're called the Flames, fun fact, and their colors are red and blue. So the Liberty Flames. Okay. Um, all right, my next one, uh, Gardner Webb. Oh my I know, god! These are like all like dude. This names is of... this is rough. Uh, Gardner Webb. Yes. Oh man, Rhode Island. No. Vermont. No. Am I close? Pennsylvania. Uh, no. Ohio. No. Indiana. No. Michigan. No, now you're getting farther away. Of uh, New Hampshire. Closer, but no. New York. You gotta go. New south. Jersey, Connecticut. We've no. Massachusetts. You're done. It's uh, <laughs> Bo- Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Uh, Boiling Springs. They're the running bulldogs. The running bulldogs. So they're not just like, bulldogs. Just chilling. Bulldogs run, I guess. So they do run. They can run. Take it. Um, all right. Uh, I got one more for you. Murray right. State. Oh, this was the one that I was like thinking about. I'm like, I might get this one, um, but I probably won't. No, uh, you won't. <laughs> you might. Indiana. No. Mm. Go south. Dude, I'm still, I'm so bad at geography. I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah we're, Florida, we're, we're, dude, obviously. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's not my guess, but I mean, a little, like. Little further, uh, that's, that's, go are they yourself. from Mexico? Yeah. Is that even legal? <laughs> are they from <laughs> Antarctica? Um, south America. Uh, so, okay, so. Uh, Alabama. No. Go north. You overshot it again. <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> no. Starts with a K. Kentucky. There you go. Okay. That was easy. Other state, not Kansas. Start to the K. Yeah, Murray, Kentucky. Murray State is from Murray, Kentucky. Two hours from Nashville. They're Navy and Gold, and they're the Racers, which I actually knew that. Not off the top of my head, but when I looked it up, I was like, wait, I actually didn't know I that. I think though. that's why because I was they're like, pretty good. They're one of those schools that's like Wichita State. They yeah. like are pretty competitive in basketball. I think I knew that they were the Racers, and that's why I was like. In Indianapolis yeah. 500, Indiana. Like, uh, that's that makes why sense. I, I yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, like, this is the last one. Uh, yep. Colgate University. They're N- from. Not from, your, not from your. I was gonna about to fucking. <laughs> not from your. Not from your uh, cabinet. So. Uh, from my, my my bathroom mirror <laughs> cabinet. Uh, Colgate. Colgate is in Massachusetts. No. Connecticut. No. It's over there. You're, New it's, England you're in that area. region, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Colgate, New York. Yes. Fuck you! Yeah, I got uh, one They're right. from Hamilton, New York. There we go. Founded in 1819. Wow. Yeah. Old ass school. 1819. And uh, one of the frequently asked questions, I guess, in terms of Google is, really? is Colgate an Ivy League school? Uh, which they are, they're not an they're Ivy not, League school. They're not Even though they're like... We're from Hamilton, New York, and we're Colgate University. Like, you'd think it'd be like, eh, they sound like they're kind of smart. Well, their but... logo, if I'm not mistaken, is like a block red C, I think. Yeah. Which looks very similar to Cornell. Cornell. And, well, and Colgate it's... was another one we had uh, with the mascots. He's like the zombie mascot. Remember the guy that was like the like the pioneer oh, and God. he's like got the gray skin? Yeah. That's Colgate. And he had the red eyes? Yeah. Yeah, that's Colgate. <laughs> that's Colgate. That's right. Oh, God. That is terrible. Yeah, that's a scary mask. Or unless you're into that kind of stuff, you know, wow. it's like you know American Horror Story crap type crap. Um, yeah, dude, that was that was fun. I feel like you got, I got one, one right. You right? got you got Wolford in South Carolina. Yeah, and, and you then, got one, and you did get 
Kentucky. I got, I got Murray State on like my Excuse fifth me. guess or something. But. Yeah, I got one. You got one. I got yeah. Colgate. Nice. Right on my third guess. Third guess. Yeah, I think yeah. so. You you, got, did you get South Carolina Wolford on your first guess? Not my first. I think it was like sure? my second. No, no, I think you did on your on first. On my first one, really? You did. We'll have to go back and listen. But yeah, I think yeah, you did. Maybe. Now we're going to have people rewinding being like, uh, no, he didn't. Um, uh, no. Uh, Noah's going to be like, um, uh, excuse me. Uh, could you guys not be idiots? Uh, he actually got it on his third try. Am I giving yeah. y'all crap right now on the uh, podcast? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, Noah. We did it right off the bat the last Kiss week. my butt, Noah. How about that? Oh, dude, I just, I just reminded you, like, reminded me of, you know, shit talking Noah. Yeah. Um, Let's shit talk you, Noah. You know how we started off last week with, a, with like, a famous athlete number? Oh, yeah. And then we, we, so for 11. Yeah. You, do you remember what, what I'm talking about? Oh, here? and Nolan. Yeah. Because Noah was like, number 10. Owen Nolan, dude, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's going to be like, I didn't say that, and we don't have a recording of it, yeah. but we were both there, and he said that. Owen Nolan's not number 10. Owen Nolan is number 11. So happy yeah. Owen Nolan episode day, everybody. All right? Hope you enjoy it here on <laughs> April 2nd. And Noah, you're wrong. Owen Nolan, the famous shark, was number 11. Yeah. Once and Espanol. See. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. That's gonna close out here. That yeah, was, I think it's that per- perfect, way to, perfect, perfect way to perfect way to end it. it. Crapping all over Noah. Um, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at CB Sports Podcast on Twitter at CB Sports Pod, and uh, you can email the podcast CB Sports Podcast at gmail.com And uh, yeah, anything else you want to add? No, I mean I think that's it. That's yeah, it. I all think right. we got uh, got everything covered. So. Got everything covered. We're still recording. Didn't didn't cut out. So that's nice. good. That could have been bad. All right, we will catch you all next week. <laughs>